0: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
2: Red Hot Comic Book Movie News, shooting up your ball.
3: Oh, folks, welcome once again to another episode of the Weekly Planet, the official podcast of comicbookmovie.com. This week, I am your host, Nick Mason. Uh, James, Mr. Sunday Movies, off on a somewhat deserved break. Um, look, I'll be honest with you, I don't actually know where he went. Um, he he did mention it. He's gone somewhere, uh, but the destination had more than two syllables, so I sort of tuned out. But he's definitely... he's. He's fine, everything's fine, he'll be back next week, but never fear, I have roped in a very capable co-host this week in the form of a comedian, published author, magician general shady character, Nicholas J. Johnson. Oh, Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. And thank you for not putting magician first. Uh-huh. Because people always put magician first, and then you don't get to comedian, published author, shady character. And uh-huh. I feel like... People just tune out. Yeah, they because they go, wait, magician? Oh, yeah, well, okay. And then they have opinions, and that, that sort of hijacks the conversation. Well,
3: first off, show us a trick then. All
1: right, hang on. Oh, my oh, God. How
3: did... Your thumbs yeah. are incredible. Yeah, my
1: now, thumbs are incredible. <laughs> so,
3: okay, here's a here's a hypothetical question. Let's say I, I end up at a party mm-hmm. filled with magicians. Yep. Like it's not the plan, but I've just I fallen conscious and I wake up and I'm in a party full of magicians. Sure. How many of those men and women have a trick ready to go?
1: Look... I reckon all of them could do something Uh and I reckon maybe 75% would be super keen to. Oh, yes. But, and here's the thing, you you don't want to ask them to do a trick. Why's that? Well, because they will. Uh And then they'll do like four more. And then, oh, they, yes. then they won't, yeah. It's a little bit like going to a party full of magicians is a bit like ironic hell. Like, you oh know, yes, I'd sure. love to see a magic trick. I would like to see a magic trick. All well, the magic trick's in the world! Okay, but what if, what if they're incredible,
3: though? What if it's like fireballs out of the sleeve?
1: But you know what? There's only so much, like, amazement is uh-huh. also novelty. So yes. if you see like a million miracles. Like Jesus, uh-huh. well, he would have gotten bored with the water into wine trick uh-huh. very, very quickly. So then it will become fireballs out of the
3: sleeve. Exactly,
1: yeah. yeah. Fireballs out of the sleeve.
3: There's a... This is way off topic, and this, mm. this, this is a podcast where we talk about comic books and movies and TV shows and all sorts of stuff like that, but I was reading a passage from the Bible recently. I, I don't know how that came up, but anyway, Jesus is, is it's in the New Testament, Jesus is having a little bit of trouble with some people, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're having a go at him or whatever, and one of the disciples is like, hey Jesus, should we call down fire from the sky and smite these people? And Jesus is like, no, no, I got this, it's fine, don't worry about it. And then it's never brought up again. So these, these disciples, they can, they can shoot fire out of the sky and it's never,
1: you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. But it, do you know what it is? It's, a, it's bad is. plot contrivance is what it is. <laughs> it definitely is. But you see, that's the difference between a professional magician and an amateur magician. So uh-huh. Jesus is the amateur magician, right. always pulling out tricks, left, uh-huh. right and center, boring his friends and family, single because he's a magician. Mm, right? Yep, gotcha. The disciples, right? Uh, They're the ones who just occasionally just perform a little miracle over the dinner uh, table. <laughs> sure. But then back into the witty conversation and then betraying Jesus for the pieces of silver. And, you know, they've got other things going on in their lives, whereas Jesus, it was just about the tricks. That's very true. This got very blasphemous very quickly. Very
3: quickly. Well, that's the plan, really. So, uh, you are... You are billed as Australia's honest con man. Yes. So, you... You go to... you. It, some, one, some parts of your job, you might go to a, like a conference or a corporate event or a school, or, and, you might, and you might show people how they're fooled by scams. You might show them you know, some common cons that people are involved in. Yeah. So, my question is, so, so popular media would tell me that anyone who has a job like that, like using their powers for good, has also in the past used them for evil. So, my question is, specifically, what crimes have you done? Um,
1: a little murder. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. I should tell you that all all crimes are absolved if you mention them on a podcast. I've, I've heard that. This yeah. is like a confessional. Yeah, there. do anything and, you want. Yeah,
1: sure. Um, I, most of the stuff I've pulled myself has always been pretty small scale. Uh-huh. Um, I do, I've done a lot for TV shows, sort of candid yeah. camera hidden, you know, sort of behind the scenes. This uh-huh. is how con artists work. And so, I've stolen people's cars and, yep. and and you know, done a lot of fraud that way. But it was always with the expectation. How do you steal a car? What I did was I drove... Is s- hot wiring harder than you'd think? No, it was much easier. What I did was I dressed up as a security guard uh-huh. and then I stood down at the uh, Channel 7 boom gate and uh-huh. then as people came up and asked, uh, you know, like, could they get in? I'd sort of stand in front of the thing where they're supposed to swipe their RDI card uh-huh. and just went, oh, no, no, boom gate's broken, mate. Uh, but tell you what, just park your car over there, give me the keys and I'll, I'll run it up to you in 20. That was my that was my character's voice. Not oh, yes. My voice. Uh-huh. We'll run it up to you in 20. Excellent. And, and then just drove off with their car. Mm. Um, but that was, you know, with the expectation I'm going to give the car back. So I don't know if that counts. But most uh-huh. of the stuff I've done where I've kept the money has all been small scale. Before. Right. Just, just, yeah. just to clarify, you are not in fact an actual con man.
3: We no. we had this conversation prior to the yeah. prior to the, I mean, the podcast. Yeah. yeah. People I, like to paint you in the media as like you're you're you had a life of crime, and then it's. It, yeah, and they,
1: they want to they yeah. want to pay me as uh, Frank Abagnale Jr. You know Leonardo DiCaprio from Bladie Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, Catch yeah. Me If You Can. Exactly, uh-huh. that's what people want. Yeah. But really, I'm just I, I always say like if you've ever seen the movie Catch Me If You Can where Leonardo, Capri- Leonardo DiCaprio, plays the suave, good-looking con man who beds beautiful women and makes mm. millions of dollars. I'm the nerd from Preston who saw that movie four times. Oh, so sure. That's the level <laughs> that I'm at great. Um, but it, it's true, you know I. I Technically, I have committed fraud, minor fraud, oh, on, sure, on several yeah. occasions, but I, I think calling me a former con man would probably be more of a fraud than, right, than, than sure. any fraud I've committed. <laughs> right, be, but you are a uh, current magician. I am. A, I am a magician, which in many ways is much, much worse. So much
3: worse. Um. How, uh, side note. Um. How many chil- If you had to guess, how many children do you think you've turned to a life of crime by showing them? Sc- cons and scams? I, I don't know. Uh-huh. I genuinely don't know. Do you see, do you look into the crowd and see like a kid's they've got a little twinkle in their yeah. eye and they're like, oh, this is good. This is what I was born for. Yeah,
1: it, it is. Yeah. And I think because, I mean, while I do these shows where it's meant to be educational, I'm meant uh-huh. to be explaining how they work so people can protect themselves. The real reason I get hired and the real reason people pay attention is because the stuff's cool. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like you want to know how it's done. You like smoking. Exactly, like yeah. smoking. Mm. People don't do smoking, do smoking <laughs> because it's... uh uh, Gosh, but you are know, a magician <laughs> you a magician people don't smoke yeah because it's good for them they do it because it's cool yes
3: now uh so we're gonna get into the news uh, just as a side note uh, you have a book out I do. We're going to plug that at the end of the show, but we'll plug it now as well because we sure. know, it's a book. It's called Fast and Loose. The book is called Fast and Tell Loose. Tell me about it.
1: Uh, the book is uh, it's a 300-page romp through oh, uh, yes. the world of the professional con artist and also the sleazy world of tabloid current affairs. Ooh, so which I've you been, have a lot of
3: actual real-world experience yeah, with. Yeah,
1: so I've been the sort of expert on scams on, on any, any sort of dodgy news television show you care to name. Uh-huh. And so it's a combination of my experiences uh, meeting con artists and also meeting... Uh, TV journalists and producers And and which is worst
3: Uh, Listeners will know that I love a romp So that's going to be very exciting Mm. Uh, Is it on Kindle?
1: It is, yeah It's it's on Kindle It's on um, every possible format
3: Are you going to do the audiobook yourself?
1: I would love to do the audiobook. Oh. I think I think that would be great. But mm. what I'd like to do is to do racist accents. Oh, yeah, sure. Sort of like a sort of racist Chinaman accent. Did you
3: write in some Chinamen into no, the story? No, okay. that's
1: what makes it racist. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Just, sure. just, yeah, like a, and a and, and few sort of, I don't know if you'd even call them racist, but just sort of stereotype, like an Italian chef. Oh, sure, yeah. It wouldn't be an Italian chef character, but there'd just be, I just, lots of vowel sounds. Oh, sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
3: But... He swings his hands wildly. You could narrate. Exactly. That would be an option. Yeah. Yep. Uh, also, um, you are doing a promotional tour, but we are mates in real life. That's why I have you on the show. Just just in the interest of full disclosure.
1: Yeah, it's a bit of both. Yeah. Bit, yeah.
3: Anyway, we're going to get into the, the news. We're going to do some nerd news. And I thought I'd ease you into it with something that's in your wheelhouse. Um, So, uh, there was an interview with Channing Tatum this week. Uh, he isn't sure he's going to go full a gambit. Uh, with the, <laughs> he's got a gambit solo movie, the the card throwing uh, mutant. Yep. He's uh he's, he's he's doing the promo tour for Magic Mike Double XL, yep. which is not which the purview. Is another of... magic reference. Yes, buddy, there man. we go. Yeah, yep. not the purview of this podcast though. So, ladies, find your enjoyment somewhere else. Uh, but uh, he's not going to go full gambit. He's not going to wear the the costume, the nineties costume, which was all trench coats and abs and. And like unnecessary gauntlets and etc.
1: But that's what the '90s were all about in comics.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. What about the headgear? Because he had those weird. He had the I, weird I, mask, half mask thing that just went around his forehead. Sort of mask, yeah.
3: yeah. Um, and I so apparently he's uh he's doing a lot of like even even when his trainer isn't around he's doing a lot of card tricks he's working on that his car, his magic consultant mm-hmm. is David Kwong.
1: David, I know David. Personally, know you know, nurse. you know him personally? I do. Yeah. You got any well, fun I, stories? I Twitter know him. Oh, yes. um, no, David Kwong is a legitimately a fantastic magician. Uh-huh. He um, he's done a couple of TED talks. Yeah. Um, and he is also writes um, he didn't already have his nerd credentials by being a magician uh-huh. who's working on a comic book movie. He also writes um, the New York Times crossword on occasion.
3: That's one of the TED Talks is about. Yeah, yeah exactly. He
1: incre- really, like, great magician. Really, because yep. magicians, they tend to, you know, 99% of them are the same. Uh-huh. And, and it's really difficult for, for magicians to kind of find their niche. Yep. Um, whereas he's got this fantastic niche of being the puzzle guy. So, he does, like, yes. stuff with Scrabble and crosswords and chess. And uh-huh. I'm, Normally, I roll my eyes when people tell yeah. me the magician who's managed to Get them, get themselves on a on a sh- on a movie. But for example, yeah, the movie
3: the, Now You See Me, for which he was head magic consultant. Was he really? Yes,
1: I won't hold that against him. <laughs> okay, right. You're is, not a fan of that movie. I'm not a fan of that movie. Uh-huh. I, I I am not a fan of that movie as a magician, uh-huh. as a as a film goer, as mm. a writer, uh-huh. as a person who understands the laws of logic. Oh, sure, on yeah. Every possible level. That is a terrible film for terrible people.
3: What about the scene where they all escape in giant bubbles? <sighs> Yep,
2: yep. I've turned you. i turned you around. I've turned you, <laughs>
3: like, around. Was, I've turned you oh, around. Oh my
1: god! I like that was just rage stroke. Couldn't couldn't handle it. I understand. It was a bit where they leapt off the building and turned into a pile of money. Oh, that they was, did that as
3: well. Yeah. How yeah. do you think they could have done that?
1: I don't know. I don't know because well, that's why we got David Kwong working on the show. Oh, because sure. He knows how to leap off a building and turn into a pile of money without yeah. using CGI. Do you think he's just really good at convincingly saying magic did it? And then the
3: then all the producers like oh yeah that's that's people will believe that yeah it's pretty good <laughs> yeah magic done magic it. definitely did that yep. so uh yeah uh Channing Tatum Gambit is gonna be the best. and I think
1: he's gonna be great is he gonna do the accent that's what I wanted he's
3: know. working on it but we don't know I don't think he knows which I think there's a lot of dialects and I think there's a lot of different
1: like, does Gambit have a specific. I mean, is this going to be a little bit like sort of, you know, having a black Peter Parker, you know, I'm sorry. Oh, like do you think it's, it's
3: t- going to be a tiny little bit of racism Yeah,
1: I- I, no, I'm going to say like if people, if he comes and he's, his um, Cajun accent isn't perfect, like he's yep. from the wrong area. Maybe, like, No, I'm yeah. sorry, that's a Savannah accent. We th- wanted Louisiana that people will be up in arms on the yep, internet.
3: Yeah, uh, I, th- I think so. Yeah. But there's, there's bigger stuff to worry about. Sure. For example, the next news. So we have a rule on the podcast. We're not allowed to uh, do... Batman v Superman News and Shia LaBeouf News in the same episode because they're so prevalent, but James isn't here, so we're going to break all the rules. Mm -hmm. Uh, Batman v Superman News. Uh, Batman is calling... uh, Ben Affleck is calling Batman... uh, He's the American Hamlet. What do you think about that? Love it. Yeah, good, right? Totally on board. Uh Yeah.
1: But he's Hamlet um, as played by Arnold Schwarzenegger in the film Last Action Hero. Oh, sure, yeah. Where... Because actual Hamlet just sits there and goes, oh, my parents are dead. Oh, life is miserable. Uh (laughs) In Arnold Schwarzenegger version, he he's, just starts killing people. He's crushing skulls, he's crushing skulls. Yeah. So that's Batman. Is absolutely yep So,
3: uh, so Ben Affleck is talking about the characterization of of Batman in Batman v Superman, mm-hmm. and he said he's at the end of his run and maybe the end of his life. There's this sort of world weariness to it. That's
1: you see. That would be I would buy that, except for the fact that we know that it's not the end of his. Yeah. Life exactly. Because yeah. He's signed on to direct and star in um, the Batman. So. Yeah. Exactly.
3: Uh, and also, I don't, I don't want to see. Like, we've seen that already. We saw that in Dark Knight Rises. He's sort of the, the man at the end of his rope, and that was not that was not good or interesting. No. And,
1: but I, I do want to see a grizzled battle scar, yeah. a barrel-chested, you know, not sure what scar tissue. And what, what We're the definitely getting that, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, Not the lanky, sort of yeah. machinist Christian Bale yeah. that we did get.
3: But at the same time, like, if you're building this movie franchise and you want to get all these characters together, you don't want a character who's at the end of his rope and the end of his life. You like
1: You want a guy who's got a few good years left in him, right? Unless oh Batman Beyond
3: oh
2: maybe
1: that's what they're getting ready for they want to bring in the you know the whole Terry McGinnis the future Batman yeah future Batman Ooh. time travel well uh
3: work. yeah um other news only uh, tangentially related uh uh Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner have separated that's that's not really comic book related news I only bring it up uh because uh, someone on Twitter tweeted at me Mr Mixes Pitalik uh Affleck and Garner should playground fight for custody of their kids. daredevil style affleck blindfolded to make it fair i think that's i think that's some excellent work yes Mm.
1: that's really yeah no that's totally comic book news i mean they met on the set of of a comic book movie yeah now they've divorced on the set of another one
3: and i think i've I've said this on the podcast i maintain that scene where
1: they play fight on
3: a playground is pretty good it is i might be the only person in the world who thinks that
1: i i think that movie holds up it's just it's just uneven. Right, yeah. It goes from kind of gritty street crime Bronx tale uh-huh. kind of feel to suddenly being playground fighting to, uh-huh. to special effects sonar stuff and all those parts. To evanescence individual-
3: in the soundtrack. Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah. So all those individual parts are okay, um, mm. except maybe the soundtrack. Yeah. But just some of its parts don't really mm. hold up. Okay, Shia LaBeouf news. We'll, move,
3: we'll, we'll mm-hmm. get this out of the way really quickly so James doesn't notice when he listens to this episode inevitably. Uh, Shia LaBeouf... Uh, has suffered a head injury on uh the set of his movie american honey which i 'd never heard of up until this point mm-hmm. uh It required twenty stitches twenty stitches and thirteen staples and okay if you want to if you want to learn about the movie uh it 's the it 's a teenage girl who joins a traveling magazine sales crew finding herself caught up in a world of law bending and partying. What do you think of that
1: i <laughs> I you don't have to don't have know. an opinion. You don't have to have an opinion. I'm going to give you
3: a pass on this one because yeah. I'm not interested. To be either. honest,
1: you just you said the the s word, and I, I just <laughs> that's fair. Sh- yep. uh-huh. yeah. he's got
3: to be good in something, right? He, does he? No. Does he there's be? a there's a fairly solid. Th- this also came out this week. There's a fairly solid on the set of this movie. He's doing a freestyle rap to impress, I guess, cast and crew and bystanders, and it's not bad. Except it's turned out that uh, not all of his rhymes are original. <laughs> he's stolen them from uh a, a rap group called the anomalies from the 90s uh an all-girl group uh and that's not surprising at all really because that's his that's what he does that's what he does he he made a short film that was a rip-off of like a dan klaus comic book and then he apologized for that yeah and then it turned out his apology was stolen from somebody else like it's a it's an unending like if i don't know do you think he's trying to pass it off as some sort of art Installation or
1: something? No, I don't. I think he would say that. Uh-huh. Um, but I think he's the Buzzfeed of human beings. Uh-huh. Like he just he just wants to regurgitate uh-huh. stuff that other people said that he thought was kind of cool. Right, in, exactly. In a vain a um, and sort of pointless attempt to get relevance. Uh-huh. But no, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's great, isn't he? We love him. Yeah, no, he's great yeah. in the Charlie's Angels sequel. Yeah. Is he in that? Yeah, yeah, he's a little kid, a little <sighs> motorbike cross. Wow, you know, dirt, dirt bike guy. Uh-huh.
3: Good on him. Good on him. <laughs> yeah. He provides content for the show, and that's yep. we appreciate. For okay, so um, you may not be aware of this. Do you do you know the Suicide Squad
2: movies? I am His familiar movie? with the Suicide Squad Excellent. movie.
3: So last week, Jared Leto, in character as the Joker, sent to uh sent Margot Robbie, uh who's
1: playing Harley Quinn, a rat in the mail. Mm-hmm. Just to wait, he sent it in character. Yeah, he sent it. In, yeah. How, how do you know he was in character? Like he went down to the post office. Well, we don't character. know. Like I, assume, how...
3: I assume he got his assistant to send the rat, mm-hmm. but like he's he's not breaking character on set and stuff like that.
1: So. Wait, no, sorry. Are you saying that the Joker sent her the rat? Oh or yes, the I... Joker's assistant. <laughs> oh. Did or was was the assistant dressed up as like one of Batman's henchmen from the? Oh
3: my goodness, that's a good point. Like because... the stripy,
1: the stripy jumpers and the yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Gosh, I don't know. I don't have all the information here. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. Look, uh, but anyway, this that happened last week. I assume assistants sent it to assistants. Or maybe it didn't even happen. Maybe it was just a case of like, let's just email. But mm. but uh, apparently, so we, um, Jai Courtney, who's also on Su- in Suicide Squad as Captain Boomerang, he was asked during the Terminator Genesis, uh, yeah, publicity uh, situation, what happened to the rat. Uh, and um, it went around the whole cast, apparently like everybody took turns rat sitting the rat
1: wait is this a live rat or a dead rat it's a live rat oh a live okay. rat was sent in the mail yeah okay i sorry i thought it was like a dead rat oh no no mail, no like wrapped up in newspaper <laughs> oh sure yeah as like a as a as some sort of weird well you have of, to you, well, you
3: have to wonder how it got through the mail i i'm thinking assistant sent it yeah like on one of those little scooters that or one of those little segway yeah one of a segway or one of those little golf carts that you drive around movie mm-hmm. studios with uh, but anyway, um, I thought this
1: was more like a Daniel Day Lewis thing, but this is this is more of just a sort of japes and pranks. It's japes and section. pranks. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry, go on. Um,
3: so, but okay, so Jai Courtney says the owner of the rat, uh, the Joker gave to her. He's saying in character, the Joker gave it to Harley Quinn. It went around the rest of the cast. It's now living with Guillermo del Toro. Oh, nice director Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. I'll start that whole sentence again. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro. I've done it. I'm a success. Um, okay, here's a l- little bit more news. Guillermo del Toro, if we're going to segue over. Speaking of segues.
1: Is this, does this end with the, with the words Hellboy 3?
3: No, it doesn't. It <sighs> ends with, will no longer direct Justice League Dark, which is the magic-based ju- uh, Justice League movie.
1: I didn't know there was a
3: magic-based oh, yes. Justice League yeah. movie. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You've, your hopes have been raised and dashed in the one sentence. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Luckily, you raised them after you dashed <laughs> them, so it's okay.
3: <laughs> exactly. Thoughts? Do you well, want to? Do you want to say what do you What do you think about magic in the movies? I know the magic you do mm-hmm. is
1: real. No, yeah, sure. <laughs> I I don't like it. Uh-huh. I like I like what the the Marvel Cinematic Universe has done with magic uh-huh. so far. Still waiting to see what the, the Doctor Strange situation is, but like that Thor is not a god. He is an alien. He's an alien right? who has inspired our religion. Everything has yep. a science or even pseudoscience science uh, background. To right, that. right. I right. like that. Uh-huh. I think because then you can just go, oh, "Magic did it." Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and that's that to me. That makes it so much stronger because you, you as soon as you say it's science uh, or science fiction, you, you set yourself limits. But yes. as soon as you say magic, uh-huh. you can just you can solve any problem instantly, snapping your just fingers, snapping your fingers, or fairy dust, or, or whatever it is. Uh-huh. I, I, I'm not a fan of the magic. Um, yeah, of the magic.
3: The Sorcerer's Apprentice, the Nicolas Sorcer- Cage film. <laughs>
1: yes, I'm not a fan of that purely because I found that it's. Because of its uh, desire to, to be more magical than uh-huh. science fiction. Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. So, but what if they. See, but that's the thing. Magic is going to be part of these movies at some point. There's a Doctor Strange movie coming out.
1: But what if they make it the magic, in inverted commas, is yep. a type of science? See, there we go. That works. Okay. You know, it's, I don't know. Nanobots or something. I don't know. If, I don't want it to no, be, nanobots. Not be nanobots. It's be nanobots. Midichlorians. It could be <laughs> midichlorians. <laughs> that it could be. Yeah. I mean, the, okay. I. But the thing about okay, the force though I don't think is magic. The force yep. is just mysterious, uh-huh. and Mandalorians ruined the mystery. Yep, uh-huh. uh, and that's you know, and that, uh-huh. that's my issue with that. Mm. But um, I just yeah, just going kind of magic as a as a sort of blanket term uh-huh. is, is is frustrating.
3: Yeah, to me. so but we we're gonna need. And I I agree with you. I think I I'm on board with magic as long as you go well it's a, it's some sort of rules that have been built into the universe mm. and once you know what they are you can you can mess with that sort of thing. So we're going to need a really long expositional scene in Doctor Strange where they go okay here's the th- here's how magic works and you can do this but you need this and it's going to cost this kind of thing, you know?
1: Yeah. Although, I mean, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe already know that Doctor Strange exists. That's true, he, yeah. He was name-checked in... Captain uh, America Cap- 2. Yeah, Captain America 2. Yep. So, not only does he exist, he is known by the authorities to exist. Uh-huh. And you would imagine that S.H.I.E.L.D. or Hydra, who both know about the existence of this guy, would have tried to weaponize him. Yes, that's true. If it was real magic. Mm. So, we've got to hope that it's yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. science magic.
3: All right, well, Guillermo's out. Okay. Uh, it's probably because he's working on the Pacific Rim
1: sequel. What do you think of Pacific Rim? Well, it's no Hellboy 3. That's I'll give you that. No, I did like it. I mean, uh-huh. I, 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 I like the fact that it delivered completely on its promise, which yep. was giant robots fighting giant sea creatures Lots of from things. another yeah, dimension. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And that, that's what we were promised. That's what we what they we, delivered. Oh, they delivered. Um, and, it, it, it was yeah, the... the Here's the packet, what it says in the packet, open up, bang, deliver, uh-huh. done. And original. It's, yeah. It's not a, it, it's it's not not a really reboot. Original. It's not based on a comic no. book or a video yeah. game or anything like and that. I yeah. didn't think I'd bother. So I didn't realize how much I enjoyed it until people started talking about how it was a box office failure and how, a, uh-huh. you know, no one liked it. No one saw it.
3: <laughs> so, now you like it because it's the underdog.
1: No, I just suddenly felt the need to defend it uh-huh. uh, and look up statistics and check that it was actually a success, which it was internationally. It yeah. Was huge money, just uh-huh. in America. And and I suddenly thought, well, maybe I, maybe I did like it after all. You know, a bit like the girl you know that you never knew you liked in uh, <laughs> sure. in in primary school, and then you see you get pushed in a mud puddle by a bully, and you you know you suddenly sit sitting there and realize you know you cared for her all along.
3: Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, Del Toro's out. Okay. Pacific Rooms in. Uh right. Ron Perlman, I think, put up uh, a Twitter. Yeah, like he's, he did. he's done a hashtag for Hellboy three. Which is all you need these days. Yeah. You just
1: uh-huh. <laughs> hashtag someone else go and sort that. Yeah. It, there was a sort of quiet desperation to the tweet, I felt. Right, okay. Guys, when, when, wouldn't it be fun if we made Hellboy 3? Uh-huh. Wouldn't it be... Wouldn't, we could do that. No? No? Okay. But he's right. fine, right?
3: Yeah. Like he's not...
1: Oh, he's got skills.
3: Yeah, he's got skills and he's not like... He doesn't have like a massive drug habit or seven ex-wives or anything no, like that. No, so no, no, I don't think so. No. Just greedy, Ron Perlman. Yeah. No, you're right. Mm. Uh... Rod uh, Robert Zemeckis says a Back to the Future reboot won't happen while he's alive. So talking time travel, talking reboots.
1: You see, there is just a studio executive up in a clock tower right uh-huh, now, yeah. just taking Robert Zemeckis out. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, and you know what's going to happen is someone's going to come along and say, oh, it's, "This isn't actually technically a remake or a reboot. It's uh-huh, yeah, you know, we're going to call it a re-sideways in which oh, it's yes. actually you know the same timeline, but from an alternate angle. Which oh yes. is something I'm not a fan of." For reasons we will probably discuss. Oh, later. my
3: goodness. Okay. Do you have opinions on Terminator Genesis? I've got
1: a strong opinion. I'm Terminator ready. Genesis. I'm ready for it. Right. Okay.
3: So he said, um, because he's got, he's one of the two rights holders for the film. So he's not like, he didn't direct, he wasn't like a gun for hire director. Oh, right. He's, so he's, he's got, okay. He's, he's got the keys to this franchise. And mm-hmm. so him and, uh, his Bob other Gale? writer, Bob Gale, exactly, a yeah. co writer. And basically, he's never going to give it away. And he's, he said, "Look, this can't happen till Bob and I are dead, and then I'm sure they'll do it unless there's a way our estates can stop it. Because this is the this is kind of the last big '80s franchise that hasn't been like all your Teen Wolf's and all that sort uh, of stuff." Chud, Chuds. Oh, Chud. Okay, right. Yeah. Okay, let's distract them with Chud so they can't <laughs> so they can't reboot. Fantastic. Okay, good call. Um, oh, okay, here's the uh, last bit of news, and then we'll get into Terminator Genesis, of which apparently you have many opinions. Many. Uh, James Gunn, director of Guardians of the Galaxy, says Ant-Man may be his favourite Marvel movie since Iron Man. <sighs> he's seen it, and he's got, given it the James Gunn seal of approval. What do you, what, what do you think? There's been, they've released so many trailers and so many little yeah, spots.
1: I, I, I just watch the the final trailer, uh-huh. Um, and I... I'm totally on board. I mean, I love everyone involved. I, I uh, just have a bad taste in my mouth after the firing of Edgar Wright. Oh, yeah. that's That yep. still sticks with me. And it, even if it's fantastic, it's like, yep. you know, 10 out of 10. Like, oh, but it would have been 11 out of 10. If, right, exactly. Edgar yeah. Wright had been there. I
3: feel so far it feels it looks a little generic to me. Yeah. I don't know why. No, you're right. Yep. I, I, don't, cause, I don't know. Because the Marvel movies are, are quite funny, generally mm. speaking. And Paul Rudd's a very funny guy. And I, I don't know. I expected more jokes. I don't know what I'm expecting. I expected more jokes in the trailer, or mm. order them to be pulled off better, or yeah. it to be more funnier generally. I don't know. But yeah, yeah
1: you're right. You, yeah, it, it, the action looks great, and it's it's a different world in it because they have literally shrunk it down. Yes, and so they can occupy a very very small corner of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But it it, it feels like it should be funny. Yes, yeah. it, I'm glad that he's not going to be a you know. It seems like he's not going to be as a terrible person as he is in some of the comics. So right? Yeah. There's not going to be the um, sexual assault. Is a bit of that Ant Man sexual assault. Well, Go yeah. Then
3: the Hank Pym beat his wife. Yeah. And also, yeah, it's, just, oh. it's it's kind of a shady. And well, that's the thing because there's there was a after because there's Hank Pym played by Michael, Michael Douglas. Douglas. And then Paul Rudd is playing Scott Lang. And there's a third Ant Man in the comic books, Eric O'Grady, who stole an Ant Man suit and became the irredeemable Ant Man briefly. Mm. Um. And I thought initially they were going to go with that guy. And he's like, he, he's he's a former criminal, but he didn't beat his wife for yeah. <laughs> any of these other things. So, ugh, I don't know. But anyway, um, James Gunn called it Deft and Nimble and a Joyous. And he said it's up there with Iron Man and Guardians of the Galaxy, which is his. But yeah, I don't know. Um,
1: Guardians of the Galaxy has a title now, apparently. The
3: new one, it's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yeah. I which like- is. It's fun. It's nice. Yeah, that's nice because nice. it's the awesome mix. Volume one, volume two. I think I yeah, think it's fun. I'm definitely on board. Yeah, you. but yeah. So he thinks it's great. Um, and but I don't know. Let, James Cameron has given his blessing to Terminator Genesis. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Terminator Genesis. So, do you think that uh, James James Cameron's given his blessing? He's like it's right up there with the first two. Do you think James Cameron has lost his mind?
1: I don't think he's lost his mind, but I think he is allowed to be wrong about. Uh-huh. Movies that he created the franchise for Sure Because um, it's not It's just not it's, uh-huh. it's not up there It's it. To me It, it felt like a fan film uh-huh. It felt like cosplay um, Oh interesting Yeah It, it was It sounded as if they got like Like a big fat sweaty nerd In a room and said, uh-huh. Okay give me all of your <laughs> One of us One of us Um <laughs> yeah I'm big and fat you're sweaty um, <laughs> and, and just uh, give us all of your ideas and it's just all of the sort of drunken middle of the night ideas for, oh my god okay what if it's like okay no no like what if it's okay Terminator but Sarah Connor's like Khaleesi oh my god no what if what I have if, I have know... that same thought about the ter- the Matrix sequels
3: yes because I, I like exactly I, re- I really yeah. enjoyed the first one mm. and I I've, I may have said this in the post- podcast before but I have this theory that when the uh, Wachowski siblings were in like high school they, they had a scrapbook and they wrote down all the cool things that Mm-hmm. People in movies would say, and like all the cool kung fu things they would do in a like in an action movie, and then they put that away, and then they got a chance to make the Matrix, and then as soon as they were the it people in Hollywood, they were like, "Get the scrapbook out! Let's let's do this! Let's make these sequels the way we've always wanted them to be," and then they were just atrocious. Yeah, were- and that's
1: that's how the, the movie <coughs> felt. It, it felt as if they were basically worried about what the fans would think uh-huh. like we've got to we've got to get some little nods to the previous right movies. okay so it's just an entire film of nods to previous movies uh-huh. to the extent of like yeah i don't really i mean i like those movies but if i wanted to see those movies i would just see them right okay and you haven't made a remake you've just uh-huh. you've just picked out various bits and dropped it's it's basically it's just a basket of easter it's, eggs
3: it's for the fan. so uh, we have a theory on this podcast which hasn't it hasn't borne out yet, mm. but we we're, we're built we're building the theories the fast and the furious theory, so the first two movies are, are good, they're, yep. the, they're the best two. Mm-hmm. The third one's quite bad, okay the fourth one, it's a soft reboot, they don't put the number in the title, yeah because they're like, okay let's let's trick people into thinking this isn't a third sequel mm-hmm. and then five it gets good again, like five five well five it's not that it gets good again, but five they're like, all right let's just let's just do this for the fans. Let's just let's just put everything in the one basket and and give it a bash. And for the Fast and the Furious movies, it worked. Five, six, and seven are very good. Yeah, they're ridiculous. This is this is not ridiculous enough, is what you're saying, or it's I, too ridiculous.
1: I I think it's too ridiculous. But with the Fast and Furious, they took the original films were vaguely serious, uh-huh. but it's no one ever. They're not beloved. Right, they're enjoyed. Uh-huh. And so to say, what what's something stupid we can do with fast cars and these cool characters? Whereas yeah. with Terminator, you have, I mean, those, those first two films, and even the third film, when you get into the uh-huh. final act, they've got some balls to them. The and third
3: they, one, the parody of the first two. Yeah, 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 uh-huh.
1: yeah. Um, they've got some, they've got some balls to them. They've yeah, got, okay. They've got they're dark. Uh-huh. And they're, they're you know, like the, I mean, the third film is. You know, for all its flaws, like you oh. go through. Okay, yep. Okay, great. Oh, you got this cool new Terminator. It's a woman, and oh, the boobs <laughs> got bigger. That's very funny. Very That's very funny.
3: funny. Very. Funny. Arnold, if we've mentioned this before, but if you listen to the the com the DVD commentary, Arnold Schwarzenegger has some great stuff to say about the the boob enlarging scene in that. Is, is he it loves
1: just, it. He just he just loves it. He's just, he just, he just like
3: he's just like oh, and, and women women see you, you see them seeing this in the cinema, and they go, oh, that would be that would be great to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty solid.
0: and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
3: So we'll we'll talk about Terminator Genisys. Uh, we'll we'll talk about it without spoiling it for a little bit. We'll, oh, gi- yes, we'll give man. our ratings mm-hmm. and then we'll get into uh, spoilers or I like to call it, um, hey, remember this bit. Okay, that's how. That's how great a segment. Okay, cool. Because yeah. I was about to just to spoil everything. <laughs> I got. Yeah. Okay, so plot. Mm-hmm. D- this, this. No idea. Yeah. Couldn't okay. tell you. Fantastic. Couldn't tell you. Okay, because this one. Okay, so.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That awkward silence. I'm going to leave that, that awkward silence. Up, in. Yeah. Look, perfectly. it's
3: it's it's essentially, and the, I, I don't think this is spoiling it, but essentially, it's it's inserting the car- It's inserting the characters from the future in between. The previous movies, and it's building a new timeline essentially.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's it starts as basically being the first film from yes. Kyle Reese's point of view, rather yes. than Sarah Connor's point of view. Uh-huh. And so you get to see him in the future. You get to see him hanging out with John Connor, uh-huh. and then you see them defeat Skynet. And then you mm-hmm. see them. Oh no, we need to go back to the future. We yeah. need to go back to the past and and defeat. Um, you know. Uh, the Skynet yep Skynet and the whole thing and so we get to see all of that stuff that we already know yes um, for, for the first half an hour of the film from his perspective and he comes back and instead of the, getting the, the weak meek Sarah, Sarah Connor, Connor from the first movie. Yeah, right? we get the ball busting Sarah Connor from the second movie. Right. Although tiny, wee, and small, <laughs> she is tiny, Cause, isn't cause she? Because Linda Hamilton is I, not super tall, but she's reasonable. Uh-huh, she's, yeah. she's a normal human height. Yes,
3: Amelia Clark is very petite. She's small. Uh-huh. What I she's got
1: the she's got the face down. She, she totally looks, gets yeah. the face down. She uh-huh. she really looks particularly in that opening. Come with me if you want to live. Yes. Is, is, uh-huh. bam, that was brilliant. Right. Um I hadn't seen it like fifty times when I'd watched the trailer. But it's yeah. amazing. But I, she was so small. It was yeah, very, yeah. and there were even jokes about it at yeah. various points about how her being very tiny. Uh-huh. And what I what I did I was think maybe
3: all the pull-ups in Terminator 2 lengthened her out. Yeah. In the in the in the uh, hospital.
1: Yeah, I kept asylum. looking at her arms. Uh-huh. I really know she needs more like she uh-huh. needs more yeah. muscular arms. Right. Um
3: the Terminator movies have a really bad habit of spoiling. Things that happen, like if you watch the trailer, it's ruined the movie for you. Yeah, Terminator Two famously like it revealed the T one thousand, and I guess that kind of makes sense because you've that's the, that's the new special effect, and it's the most amazing special effect we've ever seen to that point. So you you got to put it in, I guess.
1: But it, it also spoiled like who the who the bad guy who was, the, bad guy the guy, is, yeah, who the good guy is, and, yep. and so that famous scene where he he has the the gun in the roses, yep, and he uh-huh. pulls it out, and you think he's gonna shoot. You know, John Connor, at, yeah, at, at John Connor, and he doesn't, and yeah. it turns out he's going to protect yeah. him, and then they're uh. going to bond, and they're going to do the thumbs up, and I'm yep. going to cry, uh. <laughs> um, and all of that is is sort of yeah, it's yeah, ruined. And
3: three, you know, well, like the TX was the we we knew that was coming, yeah. Salvation, we already know that Sam Worthington's character is uh, half robot, yeah. Uh, and in this one, they spoiled a, look. We won't say what the spoiler is in the non spoiler space. If somehow you have avoided all the previews and trailers from this point. Uh it it reveals the main twist and it reveals the main bad guy. So if you you know
1: And and a lot of people say, Oh no, there's more. There's more. There's I, more I hope there was more, but there is no, no more. There yeah. is more, no. I thought just, there was it, there'd it,
3: be a further reveal and you go, Oh, of course, but no, it's no. exactly what you'd think. It's, yeah, yeah. Everything oh. is as it seems. Yes. So basically we've 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 built this new timeline now star trek the the reboot yeah. that built a new timeline and I thought that worked very effectively because nerds couldn't get mad at it because mm-hmm. if you if you re if you reboot the series and you have new actors in the in the in the roles and they go on often different adventures the, you know you have nerds myself included to be like, well you can't have that character doing that that's out of character mm. or you can't have him go there because in the history of the movies he was in a different part of the soul you know the galaxy yeah. or whatever, but with the reboot you go well we re- we rebooted the universe before all of that happened. So now any changes are just the rebooted universe.
1: Yeah, and you can still have your original cast cameo. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you can have your Spock mm. showing up to offer timely yeah. advice. So
3: what you're saying is this didn't work for you at all. This, this... It did not, no. Yeah.
1: Well, I, that said, though, I think every Terminator film has done that. Yes. Uh-huh. Every Terminator film is a reboot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Using the timeline reboot. Yeah. yeah. Star Trek has really sort of copied that from Terminator 2 and Terminator 3. And we're not Terminator Salvation because there's no time travel. There's no time travel. Why is there
3: no time travel? Because they were concentrating on it, the rest of it being really bad. Yeah. That's why they...
1: I didn't sure. ask you before how many
3: how many Terminator movies you'd seen before all, this. All of, all of them, and the Sarah Connor this Chronicles, and the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah. The 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 I feel this podcast would only work if you've either seen all the Terminator movies or none of the Terminator movies, because yeah. I would have liked to see the perspective of somebody incredibly bewildered <laughs> yes. going to this and being like, "Why? What's the time? Why is there two Arnolds? What what happened? Two Arnolds?
1: There's like fifty Arnolds. Yeah. This is like too many Arnolds. Yeah, I, yeah. I lost count of uh-huh.
3: them. Mm. So, do you think the characters had any chemistry? No, no, okay, no chemistry <laughs> at
1: all. Like there was the whole thing about because the the whole premise of the first film is yep. that can we spoil? We can spoil the first film. Yeah, shortly. absolutely. Yeah, Okay. Is that we spoiled the last Carter week. And Carl Reese in the space of forty hours, forty eight hours. Fall in love. Yep. Um. She gets knocked up, and uh, and he dies. And, and he dies. Uh-huh. and so, the the idea, like, in, in this film, they explore the idea of what if you know that that's what you're going to do. Then will you do it anyway? Will exactly. you do it anyway? Yeah, yeah. Will you won't? And they kept uh-huh. talking about them falling in love, but they were just bickering. The whole bickering time, like children, yeah. Yeah. And there's this weird, vaguely rapey bit where they first, where they travel in time together. Uh-huh. She, they have to be naked to travel in yep, time. Yeah, of course. Yep. Um, and I got distracted by that because uh-huh. I went, wait, I don't want to. Th- no, no, I've seen her naked. It's okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, um, absolutely. I wonder if she looks the same naked in this as she does in uh-huh. Game of Thrones. Um, and so she gets naked and she steps into the time machine uh-huh. with her back to the camera. Oh, yes. And then he gets naked and he steps up behind her. Yep. And then walks around her... Th- and stands a good sort of ten centimeters away oh, yeah. from her, right face up in her space. face. Yeah, like, right up. Uh-huh. Bug. I feel like, like it's a little bit like sharing a bed. Yeah, you know? yeah. Maybe top and tail, maybe back to back. It's like yeah. it's like walking past someone at the movie. What if he has
3: know? a wartime boner? You know, like a <laughs> exactly, like a time travel yeah. boner. You know,
1: <laughs> that, is a, that is a thing. And and so they ended. Up, yeah, they end up sort of squished together in yeah, the yeah. timeline, uh-huh. you know? and it made me feel it felt a bit off. Uh huh. Felt a bit gross. Yeah. Okay. And and then when they decided that they were in love. Yeah, I went. Oh, oh, that happened. Okay, yeah, I sure It sure did. Yeah, we missed it. It was we all. It. it was
3: all behind the scenes. Yeah, action sequences. Let's talk about them.
1: There, uh, there were some moments, I guess, but yep. I'm struggling to think of any. There were, there, there, the one thing I loved was the tearing off of the arm, fashioning it into a spear, and oh, yes. throwing it. At <laughs> that him. was solid. Yep. That was that was that was a moment that I was. Uh-huh. Oh, there you go. Uh-huh. There's your little moment. Yes. That, that I'm going oh, to
3: uh, um, just before, if we're talking about naked people. Mm-hmm. Uh, James, Mr. Sunday Movies, the other host. Uh, he wanted me to point out that there's no way that Jai Courtney could be as buff as he is, given that it's the future and he should be eating rats. But yeah, he was very.
1: That's true uh-huh. because the original Kyle Reese, well, he he was muscular, but he was lean. He was yeah, he was yeah. wiry. Yeah. Jai Courtney is yeah, disturbing. He's Hollywood. He is super buff. Yeah, he is. He yeah, is. I, I'm. I'm not sure how he gets work. I don't understand <laughs> really? uh-huh. what, what is he? What is yeah. he for? He's, he's the, the perfect Captain Boomerang. We've talked about this before, have you, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. T- to me, he's the I was gonna say he's the Sam Worthington of actors. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know, like why? Okay, like sure, he yeah he gets some jobs. He should be henchman number two. or uh, yeah, yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. Yep, yep, yep. He could be in something. He could, I can could see him, you know.
3: Well, that's that's. I feel Sam Worthington was the same thing where he's the he's the new it guy. Yeah, and they're like, okay, well this studio's got him for this movie. We'd better get him so we don't miss out. And then everybody gets him. And then after like eight movies, they're like, oh, he's not very good, is he? Yeah. And they realised that. I didn't and, hate and his
1: performance, but I... I didn't understand why he uh-huh. was there. And yeah, and yeah w- what was the possible use? And, and John Connor as yeah, well yeah. was also, I felt, he looked, to be honest, he looked like a robot that had human skin. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Australia's <laughs> own Jason. How dare you? Australia's own Jason Clark.
3: Whatever else he's been in, I don't know. Neighbours, he's probably been in Neighbours. They've all been in Neighbours. I should crack Um, open IMDb and pretend that I know. Uh (laughs) Um, Yeah, so some of the action was all right.
1: Uh, It was, but again, it, it suffered from that. The, the problem that we have now with CGI... Yes, I've talked about this before, yeah. Every, it, when it's CGI, I go, oh, cool. Yep, the impossible is possible. Correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, We kind of discovered that um, yeah, 10 yeah, years yeah. ago. Uh-huh. You can do anything. You can blow anything up and make anything look like anything, mm. but we just don't... We don't care about the characters or the plot or the story, then I just don't care. Fair enough. Um, there is
3: there is that fairly dodgy scene where CGI... Arnold, oh, we can't... No, that's in the trailer. CGI Arnold Schwarzenegger mm. leaps out of a helicopter... And crashes into a CGI helicopter and destroys it all. Yeah, and it didn't look that. That whole sequence is not, not, is great. not great. Yeah, and,
1: and there was even some bits that I didn't feel like needed to be CGI. Like uh, he he smashes his face into a cop car, and I think he says "Get out." Oh, yep. Um, and but it, it looked odd. It looked odd in CGI. And is that and, just because Arnold's very old now? <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> Can we count the the uh, the Schwarzeneggers that we managed to see in the movie? Because I feel like there was. A lot of different variations of him. We'll get to it in spoilers. I think. Okay. We're
3: ne- we're nearly done here. I think. That's it's uh. But th- this movie, yeah, it again it, it assumes like a massive amount of prior knowledge of all the previous. It does yeah. movies. Like if you don't, you have no idea what's happening. If you if you've not seen one at least one and two, mm. but then again, oh, I don't know. Okay, so our rating system. Uh, we can either give it a best movie ever or a worst movie ever because there's no nuance on the internet. So just, you've got to pick one. Worst up. movie ever. There you go. I'm just going to be contrarian and say best movie ever. <laughs> I kind of some, of, some of it's pretty, I don't know, I had a good time despite myself. I'm not sure why that was.
1: I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I no, think I that's can't, something you I'm, need to work yeah, through in I'm therapy. I've got to work through in therapy. Um, I just remembered, and yes. definitely not from looking up, uh, Jason Clark is from Stingers. Oh, you know, our famous on, cop had, show, Stingers. run on Stingers.
3: There you go. Delightful.
1: Australia's Jason Clark. Mm.
3: Okay, so let's let's do spoilers now. Mm-hmm. Um and this is our famous segment, Hey Do you remember the bit when this happened? Um I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, we're gonna get some help from uh, a listener, Stephon de Jesus, or maybe it's Stephon de Jesus, but I'm gonna assume that it's like oh de Jesus. This is he he's uh he's emailed in and he's gone, sigh, here we go, and here's all his problems with Terminator five. So if we wanna we wanna run through a few of these. Um Let's see. Okay. Kyle and Sarah arrive in the future in traffic and are both pegged in the back by a car going at least 25 miles per hour and neither remotely react to that at all. Yeah. Remember I, that
1: bit? I do remember that and was surprised by it. Also, when they're in a, a bus, uh-huh. she's wearing a seatbelt. He's not. Yep. And the bus flips forwards, does like several uh-huh. forward flips, hits the ground, rolls, yep. falls off the side of a bridge and is oh. hanging there. Yes. And she says, are you Okay. And he says never better, (laughs) and it's meant to be a joke, but it's true. He's never been better. He just keeps on going.
3: Uh, Oh boy, that's also in there. Okay, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, the future, the the um, the Terminator that's waited around several decades, gets a job at Cyberdyne working construction until he's laid off. There's another little joke for you. There's a little. That's, that's, that's there's, some, there's quite a few attempts at comedy in this movie
1: there's quite a few attempts at comedy yeah uh-huh. that that was one of them and that to me felt I, again like I was sitting there going no how's he gonna how's, surely they would recognise him surely uh-huh. John Connor who's been around for a little while would recognise him right. as being wait aren't you that guy
3: more than that I feel that also if he'd been working construction there for several years couldn't he have put some explosives around the building already? Yeah. Couldn't he have destroyed it from the inside because out he, way before they got there? He
1: set up various other plot points to do with biometrics yeah. and Yeah, and he did too. That's true. Was, he, most of his job was not fighting, but it was it was all exposition. Logistics, yeah. Logistics and exposition and saying things that uh, made very little sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, to me, a big problem was that there was a lot of... Uh, time Machine did it and ran away. Right, right. Nexus the, points. Nexus points. They talk about Nexus points and, oh, you can have memories from uh, both timelines because when important events and things happen and then, yep. you know, and then quickly, yeah. look over here. Oh, I primates. feel that
3: at least it was kind of internally consistent. Like... Uh, <laughs> in that none of it made in sense? that none of it made sense, but like, you know, uh, Kyle Reese, when he's going through time, he remembers that Sarah Connor told him to, to run, you know, mm. go in a straight line, and then he told Sarah Connor that, and then... So then she believed him to go to 2017, and then... She found the young Kyle Reese, and she did the same thing. You yeah. Know? So that, internally that worked, but it didn't make any sense. Look, uh, uh, listeners will know that as far as time travel movies go, I really demand that they be internally consistent and they make sense. Yeah. Because it's like watching a mystery movie or, a, or like a Who Done It, and it turns out that the killer couldn't possibly have been the butler or whatever, and people are going, oh, why don't you just enjoy the story? Why don't you just enjoy the acting? Blah blah blah. Well, I can't because it's. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. It has to. Has to. So, to, There's it's going to be a
1: point, though. There's always, Time travel movies are always going to have a flaw somewhere. Yeah. Something's not going to make Oddly,
3: sense. Oddly, I give all the Terminator movies a pass. I don't know yeah. why that is.
1: Except for this one, surely.
3: Uh, I want to see where it goes. This is the first. There's going to be two sequels to this, That's apparently. That's the other
1: major problem, is that the, the, the difference between... So, this is essentially Terminator 1. Yep. If um, what had happened was that... Uh, someone who we don't know uh-huh. sent back another Arnie yes. to when Sarah Connor was a little girl. The 1970s. The 1970s uh, and raised her for, for uh, 15, 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and made her into an ass-kicking... Um, I feel
3: they missed a trick in not showing us like a groovy 1970s Terminator. Yes. Like bell-bottoms in a big afro or something like that. That would have been good. That would have been great. That. And
1: that's that's the big difference. But, yeah. And, and also it's something we never learn.
3: We never of- learn. And we never learn also who sent the initial T-1000 back to... the? So they sent a T-1000 back to the 70s. Mm. We don't know who sent that either because if Skynet sent... If the Skynet we know sent a T-1000 back to the 70s and it was destroyed by Arnold Schwarzen like the 1970s Terminator that raised her, Skynet would know and instead of sending regular Arnold back to 1984, they'd send something else, right? Yes. I mean, is is the T-1000... Is the T-1000 we see in 1984 the same one from the 70s? Hard to say, right? Is there two? Oh, maybe, because
1: yeah. we never see the one in the 70s. Yeah, that's
3: true. Yeah. yeah. I, I, that's, I mean, that's. Tell, don't show. That's what they say in the, yes. in the, in that's the storytelling the business, right?
1: Storytelling business. Just have, have one of your characters describe what yeah. happened uh-huh. in in the scene that is the linchpin of this entire movie. It was movie.
3: really exciting, let me tell you. All kinds of things blew up, but we can't show it to you. Yeah. I'll just be hiding under a dock,
1: yes. if you wouldn't mind. That's like Game of Thrones season three, I think, where one um, Tyrion Lannister gets knocked unconscious for the uh-huh. entire battle and wakes up, oh, it was a great battle. That's right, exactly. We yeah. not have the budget yet. Yeah, yeah. That. So, okay, can I count the Arnie's now? Okay, let's okay. count the Arnie's. So, we had 1970s Arnie. Yep. Um, just So, it's CGI'd Arnie. He's wearing full leather, um, awesome sunglasses. Oh, yep, sure. Uh, and then he, we get a 20 years later version of him yep. where he's looking a little saggy, but they've uh-huh. given him a bit of work done. Yep. Then we get another 20 years later version of him, which is the one we see for most of the film, which is him as the old man. Yes. But then we also see the younger... Somewhere in the middle, Arnie, who's yep. been sent back, who's the one from the original film, who gets killed in the Bill Paxton scene from, yes. the, from the first movie. You know what
3: actually is quite good? Those scenes are apparently all refilmed. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously the one with Bill Paxton, because they couldn't... Apparently the, Arnold did a, a Q&A, and all those scenes had to be refilmed. So the version where... Like, there's, a, there's a scene in the first Terminator where Arnold arrives in front of like a garbage truck, and yep. the guy runs away. I thought that was original footage. And I've just seen Terminator 1 fairly recently, like in the last week or so. That's all new footage. That's, yeah. that's actually quite
1: impressive. It is. And it, you can you can do it. There's a shot by shot. You can oh, look yes. online and see uh-huh. the different things. Oh, don't ruin the magic for me. No, I'm just saying but you can see. You, okay. you can do a spot the difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh-huh. But it, it, it is impressive. Yeah. But when the most impressive thing about a film is... is we a garbage made truck. It, <laughs> yeah, a garbage truck that we made look exactly the same as another garbage truck. Yep. Uh-huh. It's, it's like, yeah, like It's not... Yeah. And from there, it just it descends into ridiculousness. Right, right, right. Uh, and not the good type of ridiculousness. yeah, yeah The I type we are so. supposed to care and get excited right. and just don't. So,
3: John Connor, that the tw- the twist we couldn't reveal before, because apparently there's one person in the world who hasn't seen the trailer yet. Uh, he's the bad guy. He's the bad guy. And we hope that there would be another twist. Like, maybe he he's he's fighting he's fighting back against whoever. No, he's just the bad guy now. Yep. Yeah, great. So he,
1: he got infected, I guess is maybe the best word.
3: By Matthew Smith. He's not uh, Matt Smith anymore. The credits Matthew call Smith. him Matthew Smith.
1: Oh my God. No, I didn't. I forgot. I, I remember from ages ago they said he's going to be in it, uh-huh. but I forgot. Yeah. And so you're watching this time travel movie. And his introduction is, he's just, there's a line of soldiers. Yes. Uh, and there's, the camera's sort of panning, sorry, the camera's panning along a line of soldiers. Yep. And you just see Matt Smith standing there looking just slightly shifty. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, oh my God, it's Doctor Who. Yeah. Like Doctor Who has just Oh no, I've, I've just to...
3: thought about the, the incredible amount of Doctor Who Terminator fanfic that's going to result in this. It must. It I must. don't, I don't want it to happen. But right? it's such a ridiculous... I mean, was... good on you if you're writing one right now, but I don't, I don't want to read it. Yeah. Please don't. <laughs>
1: But it's just, it was such a nice I don't know like it was such a weird surreal moment of just like them trying to put him in the background like yeah was, yeah yeah he's just another regular soldier uh-huh. who is played by Matt Sp- the yeah.
3: new uh, the new James Bond film Spectre has the actor who plays Moriarty in the Sherlock Holmes TV series and he's clearly he's he's like a he's like an MI six agent but he's clearly the one who's gonna turn t- you know turn heel and and be the villain. And, and like at all the press conferences, he's all shifty and he's sort of standing on the villain side, but he's sort of standing on the good guy side and it's kind of, he's clearly the villain. Don't he's don't, really don't pretend. Do yeah. yeah, It'd yeah. be
1: amazing if that was in fact an extraordinarily complex double bluff. Oh,
3: like an artificial reality game. Yeah, I'm, so I'm not
1: excited at all about uh, that. Spectre, Spectre, really? no. Man- Let's talk about it. We can talk about it. Okay, just because I just don't care anymore. I just, I, there's just, it's too much of the uh-huh. same over and over again. The man from Uncle, though that I that am looked cool. really good. Oh, I saw that we so saw the
3: trailer for that. Just yeah. so good, so, so on
1: board so, in every yep, way. Totally, it's like The Kingsman but better. Henry Cavill oh, um, whoever the other person is, uh, Arnie Hammer. There we go. Yeah, uh, uh, Arnie oh. Hammer doing a dodgy, dodgy Russian, Russian accent. accent. Yeah, and Hugh there we Grant go. Being, being a oh, cad. Yeah, so speaking of people who are clearly going to turn out to be a turncoat. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
3: <laughs> um, what were we talking about? Uh, Terminator Genesis. Terminator Genesis. Oh yeah, that that film we saw. Yeah. So um, Matt,
1: Matt Smith, he's at the beginning of the film and yep. has this little moment of grabbing John Connor and yep. burning him nanotechnology in him. him. Yep. And then he shows up at the end as a hologram yeah. to sort of say, "This is hey, he he is Skynet." So they give Skynet a character. Yeah. And then, do you think it, it might have been
3: wiser for the the good guys to actually time travel to 1997? 90, and then they would have had 20 years to stop Genesis, yes. as opposed to a day or whatever it was. Yeah. Why <laughs> yeah.
1: would you go to the day before they... You wouldn't. They don't. Yeah. yeah. Why yeah. not go and stop it before it's even started? Yeah. yeah. Which is what they keep saying. Let's stop it before it's even started. Mm. The, uh, Just immediately beforehand. Yeah. But with
3: 1997, they were like, well, let's stop. Let's stop the, the apocalypse that day. Mm. It's fine. Yeah. It, You've got time travel technology. Go anywhere.
1: It made sense with the first film to say, okay, let's, let's send back to when before John Connorsborn kill his mother yep and it's clearly a big deal to, to send someone through time yeah yeah and so they've only got one shot at this and so does the resistance and they right. do it and it all make you know it sort of holds together uh-huh. that and it's all happening in the far distant past Yep. but as they keep sending these um, yeah, yeah robots yeah. and humans back to various times you feel like their strategy would their strategy game would lift. Like yeah, were, totally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, it didn't work sending them back to 1984. Why don't we try 1992 when he's a teenager and rides a dirt bike? Does yeah, yeah. That would, uh, maybe it would work. Yeah, maybe, maybe like 19. You know, maybe like 1999 when he's a. You know, he's a
3: disaffected sort of young man who's off the grid. Yeah, yeah. Off, living
1: off the grid. Yeah, maybe that could. No. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I don't. know, I still like Terminator Three much more than this. Way more than this. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. But do you? Okay.
3: Well, I think here's the the key: is do you like it more than Terminator Salvation?
1: I like Terminator Salvation more. Wow. I, that is a very big call. Yeah, Because the Terminator movies, we, we always remember the cool time travel twist. Yes. Craziness. But they're never really a massive part of the film. Uh-huh. You know, like you, your first one is, send. it's basically send people back to kill someone. Yep. And send someone else back to stop them. Right, and right, that's, right. That's all of those movies. Yes. And they all end with various degrees of, of self-sacrifice by, uh-huh. by, the, by the hero. And that's it. And then, so the... the Terminator Salvation decides to do the same thing, essentially, but without the time travel. Right. And, and you have just a little,
3: series of punched hearts.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just punching. <laughs> exactly. been punched in the heart and, and, and saying, why don't we just show a whole bunch of stuff in the future? Because that stuff was always really cool in the previous films yeah. where we could only afford just to show a flash. And we'll just have lots of crazy stuff blowing up and lots yeah, of cool yeah. missions. And we'll see John Connor, you know, in his element. And yeah, I mean, they had Sam Worthington in there as the weird half <laughs> robot, half human half man, yep. cyborg, and the Helen Bottom Carter weirdness, and all of that kind of stuff. But ultimately, oh, I forgot Helen Bottom Carter was the yeah. That. <laughs> she showed up at the very beginning as as a cancer patient, and then and then she became Skynet, and then she became like a represent. Oh, she became like the image of. Right, the Image right, right. of Skynet that talked to him, who, right? So he'd recognize this. Woman. So did
3: you stay for the mid-credit sequence? Oh, was there a mid-credit? There sequence? was. To yeah. be honest, I you. No, that's fine.
1: You, it's I okay. You have, have I, I don't want to say I stormed out, but I yeah. definitely skulked out of uh-huh. the cinema.
3: I'm sorry I made you see this movie. That's all right. I yeah. probably would have seen it anyway. Exactly. It's it's. This movie, everything, everything pointed it to being kind of bad, mm-hmm. but with this element of hope to it, like, sure. much like the post-apocalyptic future of the Terminator
1: universe. It's mostly you know, bad. Mostly but... bad, a little bit of
3: hope. Yeah. And then we went in and we're like, oh, okay. Yeah. What did you think of the new Terminator, John Connor?
1: Oh, no. T- I mean, uh, terrible. It was
3: the TX, but it wasn't.
1: Yeah. And and that's the problem, is that I mean, they've just, I think they already, they perfected it. Terminator 2. That is yep. the ultimate Terminator. He's yes. liquid metal. uh uh-huh you know, adding a gun isn't going to help. It doesn't make any sense. Making him out of
3: weird nanotech gravel isn't going to help. Yeah, because that's what he
1: was. He was basically... So, rather than sort of having the liquid metal come together, it was... Little piles of iron fillings, yeah, kind of, yeah, you know, stacking on top of each other like one of those magnetic children's toys. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. Yeah, yeah. And that was really the only major difference. Uh, and he yeah. kinda of had a weird structure underneath his skin, but not really didn't, he didn't
3: really, but then he was sort of liquid metal, but then he wasn't yeah, kind of thing. He just, yeah,
1: Again, it I just didn't care. Yeah. And he also he didn't really look like a robot. He, and I think that's the thing with all of the all of the Terminators is yep. that they look weird and robotic. Yeah. And they might spend a couple of moments pretending to be, you know, the the foster mum or the uh, yeah. or the fat security guard in the uh-huh. hospital. But ultimately, you know, the main characters you have, you have Arnie and Robert Patrick and the blonde lady, yeah. uh, <laughs> Christina Loken. Thank I you. Apologise. Uh, look sort of weirdly robotic, and he did not. He just looked weird. He did look like a weird man. Just looked like a funny looking dude. Yeah. yeah. And I say that as a funny-looking dude.
3: Oh, sure. Well, we're, we're all funny-looking dudes here. It's not. It's, we're doing a podcast. We're all funny-looking dudes. There's no... Yeah. Any handsome men doing podcasts and ladies, get out. This doing, is not your doing business. Podcasts. Oh, yeah. Vo- oh, absolutely. Vlogging. They're probably vlogging.
1: Vlogging their little, vlogging their little
3: hearts out. Oh, okay, well, that's Terminator. That's Terminator Salvation, I guess. Wait, Genesis. <laughs> Genesis. Whatever. I
1: don't know. I've lost. <laughs> I've lost the plot. Uh, it was. I mean, th- what they did was they took the best bits of all of the films. Yep. And then sort of gaffer taped on some sort of weird bonus. I feel like, sometimes let's, that's let with a Game of Thrones character. Yeah. Let's, yeah. I
3: feel because I've said this before, but I I feel they did that with Doctor Who the series. Yes. Like I'm not a huge fan of Doctor Who necessarily, but I think they just got all the best bits and they sort of sticky taped them together. Mm. And a lot of people are enjoying that. And I think they tried really hard to do this. And yeah, oh, so anyway, the mid-credit sequence. Basically, uh, it's it's post the destruction of of the building, the Genesis mm-hmm. building, and we go underground to another one of those underground bunkers where uh, John Connor and uh, where Sarah Connor and Carl Reese survived, and we go down into this building, uh, into this bunker, and there's like a big, like a big red spherical structure, like a big glowing red one, mm-hmm. and then the Matt Smith hologram appears. It's like ten seconds long, and then it's over. Oh,
1: that's and I think that, that was that was so the tease. He's
3: not dead. He's not dead. No, okay, right. no. But I feel I I don't know what the. the so it's like
1: the final scene of every single horror movie. Yeah, every
3: single series. horror movie ever. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, right. I I think I don't know what it's supposed to mean. I think maybe I don't. I mean, you know, potentially it doesn't mean anything because they haven't thought it through yet. Yeah. I think that's probably well, most they likely. They
1: made the first movie in this movie and they hadn't thought it. <laughs> yeah, through, that's so. true.
3: I think I think the the big sphere is the original Skynet, mm-hmm. and the Matt Smith is the new Skynet. And I think they're going to team up. I think that's the plot they've developed.
1: Sure. Like Smokey and the Bandits.
3: Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, like, yeah. Like another 48 like, hours. Like any split. which way but loose. Yes. Clint Eastwood and a monkey. Which <laughs> one is the monkey? He's loose. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair yeah. Right. All right. Well, we've done it. Okay. We, we've successfully... Done something with Terminator stuff Yeah. With okay. Genesis.
1: Just quickly. Yeah, I'm ready. Terminator One is a horror film. Like the first. Yes. A yes, horror it is film. absolutely. And the second one is a science fiction. Oh, yep. sorry. it's a is an action film. Third huh. one is like it's a romantic comedy. Romantic comedy. <laughs> yeah. It's like an adventure. It's a yeah. caper. You uh-huh. know no, you love capers. That that has the sort of sorry that has like a dark twist at the end. Uh-huh. Um and and the fourth one is a war movie. Yeah, that's all it is. Uh-huh. And this one is is just a mess. Like yeah, it, is, yeah. it is a fan. It's a fan, fan film. It's a right? fan film. Okay, that's it's, fair. It's, that's it's, fair. It's cosplay. It's yeah. glorified cosplay.
3: But sometimes you want to watch a fan film, right?
1: You do, sure. But you want to watch it at like, you know, two in the morning in your underwear on your laptop. You that's don't want true, to pay yeah. money and go to IMAX to watch it.
3: Yeah, I guess that's true. Well, we did it. I was going to have a big, long discussion about the the various fractured timelines of the Terminator universe, but I don't think I'm going to do that anymore. <laughs> I don't have it in me. <laughs> Neither do I. Yeah. But, uh, okay, well, let's get to our most famous segment, What You Read and What You Gonna Read. Then we we put in the theme song. We added that in.
2: I'm doing the theme. What are we reading today? And
3: then it's there. Okay. Uh, what you read? What have you been reading recently?
1: I I've been reading. Um. Firstly, I I need to say I haven't been reading it because I just have no time to actually read. Oh, you
3: can you can read. You can. This is a very vague segment. You can read. You can listen to it. You can watch it movie. I Yes. Like book on tape. I mean
1: this. It's a it's a mystery novel. Oh yes, uh, and it's called Elizabeth is Missing, uh-huh. and it is the kind of book that you would recommend for your mum. Oh yes, um, or your elderly grandmother because it's a mystery, uh, and it's basically about an old lady who has dementia whose uh-huh. friend goes missing. Sounds delightful. Friend goes missing, and she not only she can't get anyone to believe her that her friend's gone missing because she has dementia, uh-huh. and she's also trying to solve the crime, but has dementia. And Interesting. It's extraordinarily sad, but also a really great. It reminded me a bit of Memento.
3: I was just going to say Memento, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah.
1: Memento or um, Before I Sleep, which is a, a another thriller um, about someone with memory loss. Uh-huh. And, and it, yeah, it's very similar to Memento, but with, with a nana. Um, oh, interesting. A nana trying to solve a mystery. So, Who's so,
3: the Joe Pantoliano, Pantoliano character? Well, we don't know. Oh. Could be anyone. Could be anyone. Maybe there yeah. isn't one. Who knows? Oh, don't delightful. Know. So I'm, okay.
1: yeah, I'm halfway through that and loving it.
3: It's very good. Well, this week I'm going to read Fast and Loose, the Nicholas J. Johnson novel.
1: By Nicholas J. By Nicholas J. Johnson, by Nicholas J. Johnson. that's that's now. you,
3: yeah, uh huh, and on Kindle,
1: yeah, and you've got a, this. This is your second book. It is. It's a. It's a sort of. It's a sequel. I like to think of it more as a reap Oh boy, <laughs> it's a re- Oh, book. you've made a mistake. <laughs> oh, no, it's it's yeah. It's it's my second book. My first one was called "Chasing the Ace," mm. and uh, that- I've read
3: that one. It's a delight. Ah.
1: Brilliant. I yeah. delight Nick Mason. Yeah. On the, on the cover. <laughs> uh, and the second one is it's it's, it's it's I've gone down sort of a different a different direction. But either.
3: you don't need to read the first one to read the second. No, one. No, no. But you, you could, should yeah. read you should purchase and read the second the first one. Yeah, you, yeah. You,
1: you should read them all. and oh, Give great. them as gifts. Uh-huh. I, I you should pre-purchase
3: yeah. your your third book.
1: My preference is for people to read the first one and then the second one. Just for me as the author, yep. but you can really do whatever you want. It doesn't yeah, yeah. affect your your enjoyment of either. Mm, excellent. Good stuff. All right, we're going
3: to get to some letters just briefly. We're going to knock these off. Um... So, uh, every week, uh, James refuses to edit in a letters theme tune, because it's more editing and he doesn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the rule is I will get um, listeners to send in their own letters themes, and I will I just play them through my phone, through the microphone. Uh, and so, we're going to do that right now. Uh, this is courtesy of, oh boy, oh, Henry McComb uh, has sent this one in. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, thematic for this week. So, here we go. Okay, it's a bit of a little bit of a mash-up of something we did last week. It's pretty great. Um, oh, here we go. So, let's see. Um, oh, go, going through the letters here. Oh, uh, Isaac Brady uh, is from West Virginia in the United States. Uh, he uh, suggests an episode that um, we might want to do in the future. Uh, the Good, the Bad, and the Underrated of Crazy Mark Miller. Uh, Mark Miller, of course, is the creator of Kick-Ass, mm-hmm. kick 2, Kingsman, uh, all sorts of other nonsense. What do you think of Mark Miller as a whole? Uh, mixed I, bag, right? A mixed bag. What? Yeah.
1: Okay, it's ninety percent love him, and then just ten percent absolutely. Hate, loathe, you know, like kick us to rape scene, yeah. Um, weird the, cheerleader scene, yeah. Kings, We've talked about Kings, that. we yeah, weird cheerleader scene. The Kingsman, um, the church scene that everyone loves. To me, no, nah, not a fan. Yeah, but I, but the rest of it, I'm I'm really into. And so yep. it's constant. It's it's the it's the perennial razor blade in the apple. of, yes. of comic book writers. Now,
3: so uh, his namesake like Frank Miller, not spelt the same. Wait, actual no, there. no, no, that's a coincidence. <laughs> really, uh, spelled differently, and the whole yeah. thing. Um. He went crazy at a certain point. Mm. Like I'm not sure quite when it was. Do you think Mark Miller went crazy, or do you think he's? I feel Mark Miller's just sort of shotgunning out ideas. Like he's just sh- throwing out everything he can, and kind of some of it sticks, mm. some of it doesn't, some of it's worth making to a movie, some of it isn't.
1: I think I think getting his insanity down onto the page, yes, uh, is part of his therapy. Right. Okay. And interesting. That's what's keeping him sane is inflicting uh, some of the, the his joyless nonsense to uh-huh. us, the the reading and viewing public. Excellent.
3: Uh, let's see what, we, what else have we got here Oh uh, Miguel uh, Horgan uh, Do you guys get embarrassed When you get information wrong And someone calls you out on it We're famously We famously get everything wrong on this podcast No I don't I don't care at all it's... Yeah
1: I, I I wouldn't either yeah. I, I very rarely um, Do that I, I like to sort of make it very clear that I have no idea what I'm talking about. I'll often uh-huh. be arguing a point with a passion. Yes. Um, and then stop halfway through and just remind the person that I have no idea what I'm yes. talking about, nor do I particularly care about this subject before getting back to it. Thank get, you. Yes. I got into an argument last night with a vegan about... Oh, I, yes. I, this might be too much, but I basically he was telling me about cows and how terrible cows are for the world. Uh-huh. And I said, okay, so you've chosen not to eat and you're fighting against cows, but you need to get a certain amount of protein. Would you rather eat that in cow form or in semen form. Oh, sure. And uh-huh. he said he would totally just eat the cow without a moment's hesitation. Where you and go. I got very, very angry and upset. And uh-huh. then had to apologize for getting angry and upset because I don't really care about that issue. <laughs> sure, yeah.
3: You've just put someone... You've painted someone into a corner. Yeah. You've made them make a terrible decision, but you don't care. Yeah, so I feel like if someone pulls me up on it later on, it's my own fault. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, Chris Finn, um, have you uh, You guys ever think about doing commentary tracks for some of the DC animated movies? We, we will totally, definitely do that in the future. What do you think about the DC animated movies?
1: I always feel like they're a missed opportunity for a good live-action movie. Yeah, okay, right. Um, they're a lot cheaper, though. They are a lot cheaper, yeah. Uh-huh. And I, I kind of wish I could have seen Nathan Fillion, you know, in his prime... He was Green Lantern? I know, but I want to see him as actual Green Lantern oh, right, right, yeah, 20 yeah. years ago. Uh-huh. the 20-year, you know... Like that would have been much better than just him just doing the voice. Right, Mark right. Hamill would have made a great joke Joker. Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean they're really great, but uh, yeah, there was a missed opportunity. The mm. um, uh, Dwayne Cook, not Dwayne, after. Dane.
3: Cook. Wait, no, no, no. I know who you're <laughs> talking about. Uh, he did the the Golden Age. He did uh, yeah bloody... did the Justin the, the uh, Justice League. Darwin Cook.
1: Darwin Cook. There yeah. we go. Yeah, he did the, the Justice League um, uh, series uh, that. That was fantastic. Yeah. Um, that that had led into that giant ocean battle, and that That's was such right. a great book. And then uh-huh. you watch the animated one. It's like, oh yeah, no, you you sort of captured it there, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Fair enough. We might. We'll we'll definitely
3: get to one of those. Um. Mask of the Phantasm is sort of a classic. Yeah. DC DC Batman
1: animated. Well, so we'll probably do that is, one. Is that. Is pro- that the first one that made people say, "Wow, these can be for adults as well as children"?
3: Ah, uh, I think this the series as a whole was like it was good. But I think that was probably that, and also they did um the the one that probably did that was Heart of Ice, which was the origin of Mister Freeze, which changed him from just being this kind of goofy guy who's got a freeze gun to having this sort of really tragic backstory. And I think that won an Emmy. I think so. I I think that's probably where people sort of stood is up that,
1: and went, "Is that an episode? Or is that's that an episode? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, That is yeah. I've seen that one. That's that's quite touching, and yeah, a lot yeah. of those are quite quite mm, touching. Yeah, yeah." yeah.
3: All right, we'll get to that. Anyway, that's letters for this week. Great. <laughs> there were others, but who knows? I'm not good at reading. <laughs> anyway, um so thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Where can they find you on the internet?
1: Uh you can get me at conman.com.au. Oh. That's a there. that's
3: a pretty Weird website for a reformed not-a-con-man not, co- not a con man anymore.
1: Yeah, it's, it's odd. I, people always go, oh, you must get a, get a lot of trouble. that that is your website. And it's like, well, you know, as a con-man expert, I can tell you that uh, most professional con men don't <laughs> call themselves con, con man. Man. Right there yeah. in the URL. They
3: call themselves meter readers. Yeah. They read the gas meter. Yeah. yeah. not a con Fantastic. E. Gotta watch that guy. Yeah.
1: And you're on Twitter at? Uh, at Count
3: Who is a... Who is a con man. There you go. Yeah. That's it. Maybe
1: just search Nicholas
2: J. Johnson.
3: Nicholas J. Johnson. That'll be better. Fantastic. Uh, Well, you can find uh, this podcast uh, at Weekly Planet Pod at Gmail and Facebook and Twitter. I'm at Wikipedia Brown. If you want to uh, talk to James and ask him why he wasn't here this week, he is Mr. Sunday Movies. Uh, We're also on Bandcamp Weekly... Planetpod.bandcamp.com. We've got a lot of URLs. That's the problem here. If you want to listen to some of our commentary tracks, if you want to help out the show, uh, just go to patreon.com slash Mr. Sunday Movies. If you want to donate like a buck or two a month, uh, you know, just help out the show. But, it, you know, otherwise, just listen to the podcast for free. Thanks everyone for listening and subscribing and reviewing. It's all great. It's great stuff. I've, I got through this episode. We did it. We did Fantastic. it. Fantastic. Um, uh, thanks for everyone for listening. Uh, Nicholas J. Johnson, we say grab that jam at the end of the podcast. Can you do, do that for me? I, what do I have to say? Say grab that jam. I'll explain it later. Grab. It's, it's, like, uh, it's like Carpe Diem, but for nerds.
1: Grab that gem. You
3: did it. All right. Thanks for, thanks for listening, everybody.
0: Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more